Militarily Speaking, Episode 28, Vet Biz. This episode, we talk with Mitch Fitzpatrick with Vet Biz. Welcome to Militarily Speaking, brought to you by Armed Forces Bank. This is Tom McLean and Jody Lunchless Vickery. She has a middle initial L too, doesn't she? I am the Regional Military Executive for Armed Forces Bank, and Jody is the Executive Vice President. Pretty good title. Yeah. Director, I'm still trying to figure out what my middle name is if it starts with an L. I know. Director of Military Consumer Lending. Welcome to another great episode coming up. Well, thanks, Tom. Again, welcome to our show. We are excited to have you listening and learning about our guest, Mitch Fitzpatrick with FetBiz. Yes, and Mitch, if you don't mind, I'm going to take just a few minutes and tell our audience all about you because I think it's impressive to share. Mitch is an eight-year Army veteran and non-commissioned officer, so thank you for your service. He serves as the Director of Training and Outreach for VetBiz, a nonprofit dedicated to helping U.S. veterans and military families achieve their dream of owning a business by transitioning military skills to business success through training, counseling, and mentorship. The goal at VetBiz is to strengthen communities by building strong veteran small businesses. Mitch's job is to connect veterans, military spouses, and active military members with invaluable business resources, and he says that his focus as a member of the VetBiz team and as the regional training manager is to create impactful training opportunities, and I love this part, rather than just training for the sake of activity. So welcome, Mitch. We're very glad that you are here today, and we appreciate you spending a little time to share with our audience about VetBiz. We absolutely love the good work you're doing. I think as as you and Tom have talked before today, you know that we are like-minded in trying to help veteran-owned businesses be successful. And I would like to ask you just to start by telling our audience, if you would, a little bit about VetBiz kind of at a high level. And I'm sure we'll get into all kinds of detail as we move along. But let's just start with VetBiz, who you are, what your mission is, and we'll take it from there. Yeah, yeah. So VetBiz, there's going to be a lot of acronyms like any good military government organization. But basically, the way to think about it is VetBiz operates a Veterans Business Outreach Center or VBOC. If you've ever, anybody's ever heard of that before, as part of the Small Business Administration or SBA. So the SBA has resource partners underneath the SBA banner. And we happen to be one of those resource partners. And we are focused on, like you said earlier, the military community. So veterans, military spouses, currently serving individuals, that's our lane. And we provide no cost resources for anybody looking to start a business or grow their business. And we just happen to serve the military community. All right. Thank you for that, Mitch. That's that's awesome. We'd love to hear that story. I'm curious, as you talk about that, do you have an even split between veterans, active military members, spouses, or, or what's the distribution like in the people that you're helping today? Yeah. Yeah. So a large part of the people that hear about the VBOX are transitioning service members just because there's a program called Boots to Business done in the military installations. As part of the transition program they go through, it's an optional course where they learn all the fundamentals about business ownership, entrepreneurship in general, and they get connected to a lot of no-cost resources. So that's a big capture point for us. Outside of that, you know, we've done a lot. We were on the forefront of the VBOX for sure, the VBOX system and of getting military spouses recognized as well, because they're a huge part of the military community. 
everybody's a lot better about, you know, being intentional about mentioning them and including them in everything we do. But that's a big focus as well. Right now, I'd say probably if I had to put percentages on it, probably 70-30 split, 70 being the larger portion of the military community, and then 30% of our clients and people that engage with us probably in the military spouse community. Mitch, I understand you recently had a boots to business that just took place last week. Was that a virtual event? I did. So there's a couple of courses. The boots to business course is traditionally held on the military installations over two days. And then there's a spinoff of that course meant to be like a refresher of that course. That's a one day. And we happen to do that online. It's called a reboot training. We happen to do that online just because we cover such a wide area and we that allows everybody in our region. So we cover currently Missouri, Iowa, Nebraska, Kansas, and Southern Illinois. And that allows anybody in that region and sometimes outside of that region to come on that training and get it all at the same time. Mitch, starting a business is no small feat. Yep. So Jody, I never told you this, but I tried to start a business years ago. There's no telling what for. You know what it was, it was gonna be coffee, <laughs> baseball cards, donuts, and then- So you were gonna run like a garage sale business. And, and cookie, yeah. But I, then I did some testing on it and even my kids wouldn't show up for it. So, so Mitch, back to starting a small business, Talk us through the process of how a vet goes from step one of reaching out to you all the way to owning his or her own business. Yeah. So clients and people reach out to us that don't even become our clients. There's a few main touch points. Like I mentioned the boots to business training on the military installations. That's a huge one just because it, it captures everybody kind of transitioning. And a lot of people take advantage of that course and are more aware of that course. We do marketing outside of that. And then a basic Google search, you know, we're pretty high up on the search analytics. When people search veterans resources or veterans business resources, we're pretty high up on there. So we get, you know, people calling into the office as well. After they have that initial touch point with us, what we usually do is we recognize and our huge focus of our center is everybody's different. Every individual situation is different. So we take the time to really sit and listen you know, set up an initial call where we go through, what are your goals? Are you even looking to get into business? Because some people sign up and they just see veterans and they just sign up and they're not even looking to get into business. So we really take the time to go through their individual questions they may have, pain points they may be having and get them to the right resource at the right time. Part of that process internally is doing a good intake that we've really hammered down. So when they get that initial phone call, we go through their individual wants, their goals, their needs, and we get them to the right resource. And sometimes that's us at VetBiz. Sometimes it's a resource that already exists out there that is specialized in whatever area they're looking to get into. So it's a really case by case basis. Yeah. Didn't he say earlier he he's part of a small shop and then I look at these 67,424 counseling sessions. I'm like, that that is a small shop. That yeah. can be done by one person. I don't know. Be done by one person. When you know, I'm going to piggyback on the question I just asked you, but what do you think the biggest fear or obstacle or concern is for a vet or a spouse to want to get into the business world? It's probably just an overall, especially at the very beginning, maybe an imposter syndrome, right? Just which is something I'm sure we're going to touch mm-hmm. on later. But you know, we always talk about the soft skills that you already have. All those things you can think about that you use on a day-to-day basis as a veteran, somebody currently serving or a military spouse as well, 
you know, you already have these skills that you use every single day. It's just how do you think about it? Maybe not from the military point of view, but from a business ownership perspective. So that's really important, you know, to just kind of get over that hurdle. Just because you've never owned a business before doesn't mean you can't. And just because you're not familiar maybe with the terminology doesn't mean that's not something you can't learn. Yeah, I think that's an important point. I know when my husband retired, they even had just specific courses on how to translate your job skills from your MOS to something that a civilian mm -hmm. would understand, you know? So mm -hmm. if he writes, you know, how it's our gun chief on his resume, I mean, how does that translate to leadership and yeah. operating under pressure and decision-making? And so I think it's important because they have a great story to tell. So it's awesome that you're well, helping them tell that. And Mitch, as you know, right, part of the getting approved for credit through SBA or through a traditional lender is going to be about who's behind the curtain, right? Mm -hmm. Who Who's mm -hmm. the owner? Who's the one starting it? What's the credentials and the, and the character side of the five C's of credit? Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. And so just if you would, I know you've got thoughts on this. You'd have to because I think we can hear the passion for what you do. When somebody's going through that transition from military to civilian life, you know, that can be difficult for a lot of reasons, you know, you know employment and starting a business, maybe the least among them. But how important is an organization like yours or other ones that you might refer them to, to this community during that transition time? You know, it's huge. And I'll start this off by saying thank you guys for having me on here, because a lot of the focus around the transition and veterans is always around employment. And there's good reason for that. You know, most of people transitioning will start with, you know, normal private sector employment of some kind. But statistics actually show, studies have shown, 25% of people transitioning out of the military have shown an interest in entrepreneurship. And 10%, give or take a little bit, of small businesses are owned by the military community. And when wow. you, that's actually pretty disproportionate. When you think about the percentage of veterans just in the United States alone, it's about 6.2%, according to the most recent Census Bureau. So the fact that 10% of small businesses are owned by the military community, but only 6.2% of the entire population are veterans, it shows that there's a need there. There's a fit there. And that's why we're here as part of the Small Business Administration and the VBOX to help bridge that gap, give them the strategy given them training and leverage those skills that they already have. Thank you for the answer. I think the general community speaks very highly of you when you got a grant a couple of years ago, a pretty sizable grant a couple of years ago. That's sort of a, I guess, bill of faith, good endorsement, good, good trust in yeah. Yeah, endorsement. That's the word. And knowing that glass door gives your company a 4.5 out of five. And, and that the, the best stat that I heard, Mitch, was 63% of your vet biz businesses are still in business, right? Mm-hmm. So overwhelming support from from probably all walks to say that you're doing good work out there and it shows by the numbers. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate that. And we, I always I always feel comfortable saying this in any training or counseling session that we may have or outreach event that I go to because I am a veteran and now I'm on this side of things. Some of the language around veterans and entrepreneurship and employment, I don't really like because it, it insinuates just because you're a veteran, you're going to be successful. And right. just because you served in the military or you were a military spouse means you're automatically, it's rainbows and butterflies and you're going to be the best entrepreneur ever. You know, not necessarily. You still need, you, you got to apply yourself just like anybody else would. 
I always tell people you have a leg up on the competition for sure. Yep. As long as you're willing to apply those skills that you already have. And some people aren't, and that's okay. And that just means maybe entrepreneurship, this isn't the right time for them. Small business ownership might not be for them. And we consider that a success story as well. You know, saving somebody time, money, all those things that going into building a business, sweat equity at the very beginning, that's a success for us. If we can get someone to see, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I don't want to get into small business. Right. You know, that's a success too. How does your, Mitch, how does your personal military experience, and I know you were, you were at Fort Leonard Wood for a little bit, right? And how does that experience help you in your role today, but help you kind of walk in the footsteps of the people that are trying to get into this business? Yeah, yeah. I think it really helps to have a little blend of both. Um, so I got a good taste of the military life, spent eight years in the Army. And again, it's really comes back to those soft skills for me. I was very fortunate that as soon as I got in the military, you know, it's kind of like a fire hose when you get to your first unit after basic <laughs> training, they, they just put you out there and they're like, this Good is luck. your leadership. <laughs> Go luck. forth and do great things for the military. Maybe you're only going to serve four years. Maybe you'll do 20, figure it out along the way. So yeah, that was, I was fortunate enough to, when I got to my first duty station, I had a leader that he wasn't necessarily all in on the military, but he was also like, I realized that I'm not the most go-getter soldier anymore, but if you want to be, I'll teach you exactly, I'll tell you exactly what you have to do. Mm -hmm. So he put the ball in my court. He gave me the tools along the way. I, I was fortunate to have good leadership. And that also showed me, you know, what a good leader is versus what a good leader is. You don't necessarily want to associate yourself. doesn't mean you have to disown them with someone that's not doing the best or not applying themselves. So right. uh, it was for me, it was all about those soft skills I learned, you know, becoming a non-commissioned officer in the army, you say the NCO creed, you have to memorize the NCO creed. And one of the lines in there that oh, I always carry with me, no matter what I'm doing is, you know, you put your soldiers first. While I'm not serving in the military, I don't have soldiers anymore. What that really means to me in like the private sector is I would never ask anybody to do anything that I haven't done myself. Right. I always put myself in their shoes. And that's just something I think I'll always carry with me no matter what. I think you do, especially, I think somewhere in our house, we have the NCO Creed hanging on a wall. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was yeah. one, of, one of Steven's retirement gifts, I think, yeah. Was your was your first duty station Leonardwood? Yeah, yeah, I was lucky enough. So I'm actually, a little bit of backstory, I'm from the Kansas City area. That's mainly where I grew up originally. And, you know, you join the military and you're like, oh, get to see all these great places. <laughs> and then, you're going you know, to Fort Leonard Wood. Yeah. Yeah. So they're doing actually how they did it, at least when I went through basic training is, you know, you go through basic training. And then at the very end, when you're about to graduate, they start reading off everybody's orders. They're like calling you by name. This is where you're going. Here's your packet. And they're like, I was like, they ask, they ask you, you know, what are the top four places you'd like right. to go? I didn't say anywhere in Missouri, but I got some <laughs> in Missouri. So. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah, it's good to put your wish list out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think ours work the same way. Yeah. So I mentioned this in your intro, but I want to poke on it a little bit. I, I love the fact that you think about impactful training versus just going through the motions, training for training's sake. Can you elaborate on what you mean by that and how that is applied through VetBiz? Yeah. So this is something I had to learn, honestly, just kind of through experience and being in the entrepreneurship ecosystem. There's even in like the 
years since I've transitioned out, the number of resources out there just grows exponentially. And that's a good thing. It's kind of a double-edged sword. That's a good thing because the resources are out there, but it's also kind of a bad thing in a way, just because some of them might not have the same mission. Some of them might not be as dedicated. Some of them might be fly-by-night consulting companies that don't really have a lot of experience and are transition experts and such. So it's really, that's part of what I do and I've learned to do is to maximize, kind of sift through what's already in the ecosystem today and the trusted partners that should be out there and we can lean on and partner with instead of just creating things just to say, you know, we're creating a bunch of things. So that's what it means to me is just leveraging all those great resources that are already out there. And that even seeps into our intake, like I was talking about earlier. We listen to what people need or what people think they need, and we get them to the right resource at the right time. Sometimes that is us, and sometimes that's our internal training programs. Sometimes it's not, and we're okay with that as well, getting them to the most relevant resource to them. And that has also helped me in training and curriculum development is seeing the landscape, where the gaps are, and then we can create programs around those gaps instead of trying to jam a square peg into a round hole when there's 5,000 square pegs out there already. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, as you start a small business, there are stages, right? And so not everybody needs everything day one, but mm-hmm. making it relevant and timely, I think are important parts of that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, there, there's just so many, especially like the transition space is just so crowded, which is awesome because people are shining a light on transitioning sol- soldiers and military spouses have got a lot of press and a lot of people are picking up on that's an underserved population now, which is awesome. But we want to get people to resources that make sense for them. Because unfortunately, you know, this, this is America and there'll be people out there charging money for transitioning soldiers and transitioning military spouses to get services. When there's a bunch of no cost resources out there that I would always say, at some point in your business, you know, you're going to have to pay for some things. But you might as well leverage what's no cost out there, explore it. If you don't like it, that's okay. You can go somewhere else. This is America. But, you know, please take advantage of those no cost resources first, because we're going to help you kind of see through the ecosystem that exists today. Good. I applaud you. I think throughout the podcast so far, our listeners are hearing over and over again about the value of veterans and those who have served in the military spouse and what they mean to the business community, and what they mean to, to our country. And you know, and Jody and I both know that they have a lot to give back and they want to give back. They may not, might not know how, but certainly there are resources, like you said, out there that can sort of find their way. What color is their parachute? And how have you seen communities be strengthened by the growth of veteran and small businesses? Yeah. I mean, at the very core of it, veterans and the military community as a whole has a servant heart. I mean, you have to, to put the mission before anything else in your life, you know, to take that oath. You have a servant heart. And that that really shines through in my space and entrepreneurship and small business ownership is a lot of the times what do small veteran owned small businesses end up doing when they first start and they're looking at hiring people maybe and they start to grow that way. They hire other veterans, hire right. other military community members. And even not if if they weren't hiring veterans or military community members, 
it's really awesome. And part of what I like to do, you know, I'm kind of a nerd about it sometimes is seeing that story on paper where you can see or we can track it in our system where they came to us from a phone call or from a boots to business class with an idea. We gave them some training. We gave them some overall strategy. We gave them some resources. We work with them all throughout the way. They open up their business. Okay. They open up their business. They work with us on growth strategies. If they care to do so, keep in contact with us. Now they're hiring employees. Well, that impacts the community because now we have people moving into our communities, spending money in our communities that may have not been there before. So small businesses are really the lifeblood of our economy, really. And, you know, I, I really happy to be working in the veteran space because there are so many veterans out there and they have that natural servant heart just to give back to the community, give back to others along, along the way. I think kind of along the, the same lines, sort of a follow up to that. I think w one thing that we have in common is that we see the value and what that military community brings to the table, certainly veterans, but also spouses, dependents, their lifestyle sort of creates a, a strength of character, if you will, that I think any company would be lucky to have. You know, at, at AFB, Armed Forces Bank, we are super proud of the fact that our retail locations are are staffed by 85% of our, our workforce is spouse, is a, a veteran, yeah. is a guard reservist, dependent, you name it. So we've literally walked a mile in the boots of the people we're trying to serve. So we see that and we see the value in bringing that kind of caliber person to the table here, what would you say are some of the most transferable skills that you run across with folks that really, I think, fill a void in corporate America, small businesses, however you want to think about that. But what are some of those really transferable skills that companies ought to tune into? Yeah. So it, it all goes back to those soft skills. The, the one that stands out to me and that I mention a lot in the training and there's a slide on the boots to business class that we do towards the beginning. And it, it has on the left-hand side of it, a veterans military community column. And underneath that, there's a bunch of skills, traits, attributes listed under there, like mission focus, critical thinker, problem solver. And then on the right-hand side, it's got an arrow pointing towards entrepreneurship. And really the lesson in how I get people involved in that is I have them pick one out from the left-hand side and I say, Okay, thank you for volunteering, first of all, because sometimes that's a trick to get them <laughs> raise their hand. But, you know, they'll say like reliable or critical thinker. I'll say, okay, well, I'm going to get you more involved now. Critical thinker, this is going to be a softball for you, but name me one time that stands out in the military that you had to apply critical thinking. And then, you know, they'll come up with, they'll explain to the class, you know, one time they had to use it, that sticks out in their mind. I'm like, okay, so what you just told me is you already know how to do all these things that's on the left-hand side here. Now, you're thinking about it from military point of view. How do we apply that to entrepreneurship? The one I always pick out is reliability. Reliability, also in the military, obviously it's one team, one fight. So you gotta be reliable to, to the person to the left and right of you, because it can be life or death sometimes. And it's very you know hypercritical on being reliable to each other. Right place, right time, right uniform, right equipment. And then on the entrepreneurship side, let's think about it from a small business owner's perspective. We got to be reliable to any employees we have, you know, because their families and themselves, they're relying on you as a small business owner. You got to be reliable to yourself. Some people in the military aren't used to that because even though they have those leadership abilities, 
they always have someone above them in the chain of command, right? So the buck doesn't always stop with them. And now it does as a small business owner. So you got to be reliable to yourself, your employees, but also who do we have to be reliable to? We got to be reliable to our customers. And this is, this is something that I really like to impress at the very beginning, something called Pareto's principle. It's like the rule of 80, 20. So basically as a small business owner, how it applies to entrepreneurship is as a startup, small business owner, as like a main street business owner, which is a lot of our clients, 80% of your sales are likely to come from 20% of your customer base. And what does that really mean? It means that we need to know how do we get, keep and grow loyal customers. Because we, if you want to be, you know, the next Amazon or the big corporation that's out there, that's awesome. And we are here to help get you there, but we need to understand at the very beginning, how do we get, keep and grow loyal customers. So that's, that's how I like to break it down. I, I know it's a long-winded answer, but I think reliability is definitely one of those big skills. And just knowing that military members have those soft skills and you can't necessarily teach those. You can't give right. somebody experience with soft skills. Yep. No, I totally agree. I've always said that you can, I can teach somebody how to lend. I can teach somebody about banking, but you can't teach them about work ethic and character and all of the things that, yeah. I mean, I guess you could try, but yeah. Well, you'd, you'd be at it for a while, I think. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> back back to the 85% of our workforce. Yeah. I think we know that going in. I, I think we'd all love to be when there used to be that loyalty element where I've been in banking 34 years and loyal to company. And we're okay with people PCSing or transitioning out of the military or relocating because we're in the people betterment business here, just like you are. You're going to go all in, it sounds like it, Mitch, when you have somebody interested in starting or owning a business that you're going to invest in them. It's up to them to invest in themselves too. And like you said, if you don't have product on the shelf, if you don't pay your bills, if you, if you don't provide great service, you're not, going to, you're not going to be able to grow your business. And those are great teaching lessons and they can learn from that. So, you know, in the military, the reliability factor is a key, but the other intangibles and the soft skills you talk about are things that aren't really taught in a book or in, a ma- in an operating manual. Absolutely. Yeah. You have a lot of testimonials out on your website too. The one, all the ones that you wrote, right, Mitch? Yeah. yeah. We got a- <laughs> that's Tom. Tra- that's, Tom that's Tom trying, trying to be, to be funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I wrote so, them all myself. Yes. yes. I stayed up all night prepared. It makes Tom feel super happy if you laugh, even just if give it's me fake. a courtesy laugh, okay? Because nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> I could snort laugh for you, but <laughs> there are no. But in all seriousness, there are a lot of great testimonials that speak very highly of VetBiz. And if there are a couple stories that stand out to you that over the last couple of years that you've been there that you want to share with our audience, I'm sure they'd love to hear it. Yeah. So there's a few we definitely lean on. So just to give you a little bit more background on what we do, a lot of people happen to come to us in that very beginning stage. So the bulk of our clients, you know, are those people just kind of working through an idea or maybe they got their LLC, but they have no idea what it means to actually run a business. And that's the bulk of our clients, but we also do growth stage clients as well. And that's where a lot of people have transitioned to be, you know, those success stories and testimonials you see on our website. So we, we really, you get out of it what you put into it. And one of the ones we always lean on is Tim Smith. This is way before I was ever here, but Tim Smith, 
He came to the Veterans Business Outreach Center, you know, after a few deployments in the Middle East, he came back to St. Louis area, wasn't quite sure. He knew he didn't want to work for somebody else, but he, he wanted to work. He wanted to start his own business. So he started a commercial cleaning business uh, at the very beginning, as you can imagine, doing it very small scale, working with what he had. And now he's gotten to the point where he's working on his business and he's been doing that for some years now versus nice. working in his business all the time. Yeah. And that's something we like to tell people from the very beginning. We need to get you from the point where you're doing all the things to the point where you're working on the strategy of the business. And he's even grown that to do, you know, roofing and other things outside of just commercial cleaning. And to my point earlier, he hires almost exclusively veterans, military community, military spouses. So that's one. Another one that stands out in my head, just from the training program that I had done about a year ago, we did a program called VetBiz Activate, which for to put a plug in, if anybody's interested, we're doing the third cohort of that starting on June 1st, and those are done virtually. So VetBiz.com, if you want to check out what we do, you'll be able to find VetBiz Activate on there. But we had a young woman who came to that program full of ideas, you know, four or five different ideas. First thing we did was try to you know, say, hey, let's focus in a little bit. It's okay to have a bunch of ideas, but let's, let's pick one, go through this process, go through this training with one. And then if you care to do so, you can apply these same teachings to those three or four other ideas. But it's very hard to do four ideas at a time. I'm not saying it's impossible or telling anybody what to do, but that's the path we were leading her down. And then by the end of the program, the six weeks she graduated, she decided this was kind of overwhelming to me. You're right. I'm not going to be able to do four ideas at a time. I'm going to go back to school and get my MBA. And that's a success story to me as well. You know, saving somebody from spending and spinning their wheels for all this time and spending money on all these ideas and just deciding, hey, this wasn't really for me or I'm not ready to move forward truly with any of these ideas. So those are some of the, a few, there's a, there's a bunch in between, but a few of uh, those success stories that stand out to me. Thank you. I think if ever you mentioned your website, we'll mention it again, betbiz.com. There also is a, just for clarity on, from an audience perspective, there is a betbiz.va.com, but no connection. Mm -hmm. Is there a connection between the, the organizations? No. So betbiz.va.gov and this, People call us or used to call us all the time for this because it's actually transitioned over to the SBA now. But when people were looking to get their service disabled veteran owned small business certification, that was previously done until January 1st of this year, 2023 on okay. the vetbiz.va.gov website. Got it. So we are not affiliated with the VA. We do have resource partners who can help with like contracting to the VA and things like that but we are not associated with the VA. We're under the Small Business Administration banner. Okay. you. I don't know if we covered this, but I. so Iowa, Kansas, Nebraska, Missouri. Yes. And then we do cover, if anybody's familiar with the St. Louis metro area, it's very close to the Illinois border. So we cover Scott Air Force Base area of Illinois as well. It's kind of the southern area of Illinois. Okay. So if someone were to contact you from Virginia or Idaho, what do you do? Yeah. So if it's for a training program, we always just let them go through the training program and we connect them to the VBOC in their area. So just for some clarity, there are currently 22 
VBOX across the country. So no matter where you are in the country, there'll be a VBOX to serve you. So if someone just calls us from Virginia, like you said, and they're just looking for business services, they Googled veteran business services and found our number. What we do is we we connect them directly to their VBOX in their area. So even if people contact us outside of our coverage area, there's counterparts across the country to serve them. Okay. I feel like there should be a jingle with your uh, phone number because it's what, <laughs> 314-531-VETS, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Do uh, not sing. Don't, don't sing. You can, don't. You, you can if you want. I'm not going to, but you can. <laughs> <laughs> we want to help with good exposure for his organization. Now. The, the other yeah. thing on your website, and I'll leave it at this, on your, there's a lot of events coming up, even on the June 10th, the, the pub crawl, the virtual coffee house, the 415, there's vet certification programs. I mean, there's just a lot, there's a plethora. Ha. Ah. Got that word in there, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Plethora of information on on your website, but there's also events coming up that people can learn more about those on your site. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we we like to do a good job. I'm really, I just, I don't really have social media personally, but I'm really active on like LinkedIn. So if anybody looks me up on LinkedIn, I share like small business grants, and we do the same thing on our yep. pages. You know, grant small business grant opportunities, programs, and you know, listening sessions because sometimes. Uh, government entities will do like listening sessions when they want to hear from small businesses. So we do whenever we see those things and we think they're pertinent to our clients or client base, you know, we put those out there. By the way, you're on LinkedIn, right, Jody? I am. Did you know that he went to <laughs> Columbia Southern University, right? So did you go to, did you go to Alabama or was it virtual? No, no. I, I It would have been nice, Orange Beach, Alabama, but yeah, I actually- sounds good. Yeah, it does. I took advantage of tuition assistance when I was in the military, so I actually went online. So if anybody's listening to this that's in the military currently and is not taking advantage of the tuition assistance that's available to them, ah. I would say you're, you're dumber than- dumber than a dummy you know you need to be taking advantage of that uh, and i'm not taking that personally Pre- either. present company no. excluded yeah. of course right yeah. yeah thanks mitch yeah no i'm just i saying. hope you've enjoyed today i'm gonna get you episode. a t-shirt that says that tom dumber than I'm a dummy kidding. i'm kidding no but seriously they, they pay you to go to school for sure so you need to be taking advantage of that the educational opportunities that are out there that's a big big yeah. something the military has to offer that most organizations don't Yep, that's how least, my husband got his degree. And at least you have a cool nickname, the Knights, right? My, yeah. I went to, I went to Denison. Ours was the Big Red. Well, that's pretty cool too. But that's the Big Red, gum. what is it? Gum? Yeah, gum. it's the gum. Yeah. Is it a could be worse. She could have been like dentine, I guess. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, or Skittles or something. Yeah. <laughs> Double mint. All right. All right. Are you done? I am finished, <laughs> and I'm over. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mitch, we are we are drawn to the end here, but before we wrap up and play our military minute game, is there anything that we haven't thought to ask you about that you were just really compelled to make sure that came out in today's podcast? No, I mean just the one thing I would add on is to anybody, any veteran, military, e- even outside of that. You know, I, the target market obviously for this podcast is military, but anybody looking to get into small business or even that if you just have an idea that you thought of and you've had in the back of your head and you're like, ah, I don't know, I don't know if I'll do this, <laughs> you know, reach out to these SBA resources that are out here like the VBOC and we happen to be one of those because we can have that conversation with you and it's not going to cost you a dime out of pocket and we can see, is this something you even want to do? And sometimes it's not and that's okay and sometimes it is and you're like, I didn't know it was this easy to 
do these things I have to do, I can do them on my own pace on the side, which is completely right. okay. So if you're looking to get into small business, don't have that imposter syndrome. There's a bunch of resources out there. I would go through the SBA resource partner network and we, we can get you connected. Perfect. Well, a lot of great stuff. I can see Tom's wheels spinning. So he, yeah. I would probably block his email, block his phone number, because he's going to call you with all of his ideas. Yes, and she just put yeah. that out there. That's right. He he welcomes it. Well, yes. Well, maybe not. Maybe not okay. from you. Do, don't we have to play a game? We do. We are going to play military minute. Mitch, so if you hang with us for just a second, we won't put you on the spot unless you want to be put on the spot. But it's a fun little game, at least we think it's fun, yeah. that we'd like to play. And I want to go over last week's question. So last week, we kind of went pop culture on everybody. And the question was, what was initially supposed to be Luke Skywalker's name in the original script for Star Wars A New Hope? It went on to be the name of a military base instead. Mitch, do you know the answer to that question? Can't consult Google. No, I honestly have... Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw a random guess out there. Do it, Fort Sill. Ah, uh, no. no, home of the field artillery. Not, nope. No, <laughs> but he got the I L L. That's what that's what drew me to it originally. So yeah. Fort Sill, and it doesn't even rhyme with Star Killer, which was the actual real answer. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Star Killer. But if you answered Star Killer, maybe somebody did consult Google because I don't know how you would just know this. And you posted that on our last podcast drop. You can watch for your name to be announced as the winner. And what do they win, Tom? They win a $50 gift card. And we're going to take care of a $50 gift card to the charity of their choice. Love it. How about that for support of the military community? So if you didn't play last time, you can play this time. This week's Military Minute, we're kind of in the pop culture thing right now. I kind of like it. We have a new writer now, don't we? I know. I know. So pop culture me up here. So nobody answer, even if you know. Which president made more money playing poker during his Navy days than he got from his military paychecks? Don't answer. Don't answer, Mitch. So if you know, wait for this podcast to drop. <laughs> and again, you could be selected to win $50 for yourself and $50 to a charity of your choice. And I just want to say thank you again to you, Mitch, for spending time with us. I know I've learned a lot in this podcast, and I think we our audience have. will as well. Yeah. And we'll just remind them one more time of www.vetbiz.com. And that cool jingle that we're going to come and up And the with cool the jingle that Tom is going to write and, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, feel good about himself go, for. <laughs> yes, awesome. thank you. Thank you, Mitch. If you enjoyed today's episode, go out to afbank.com and subscribe to the show. Also, make sure to rate us as good of a rating as they got on Glassdoor, should right? should let them rate us separately. Leave us. <laughs> hey, leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Perfect. Well, well done, thank Mitch. You. Thank you, you so awesome. much. Yeah, thank you guys. Yeah, no problem at all. All right. Take care, Mitch. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Copyright 2022 Armed Forces Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender, all non-Armed Forces Bank-owned apps, websites, company names, and product names are trademarks or registered trademarks of their respective owners. Their mention does not imply any affiliation with or endorsement by Armed Forces Bank of them or their products and services. They are merely used as examples of the many available apps, companies, and websites that offer similar services. Before using any app or website, you should carefully review the terms of use, data collection, and privacy policy. Apps may have an initial cost or in-application purchase features. This information is general in nature and is not intended to be legal, tax, or financial advice. Although Armed Forces Bank believes this information to be accurate, it cannot ensure that it could change. Statements or opinions of individuals referenced 
benefits herein are their own, not Armed Forces Bank. Consult an appropriate professional concerning your specific situation and respective governing bodies for applicable laws, such as IRS.gov for current tax law, Armed Forces Bank, the Armed Forces Bank logo, and the Militarily Speaking logo are registered trademarks of Armed Forces Bank.